Welcome back to the Corporate Escapee Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Trainer. Today's guest is Annie Lieb. Annie is a rising star in the executive coaching space, plus a fellow corporate escapee. After a decade in the corporate world, Annie decided to take control of her career and her life by going solo. She now has over 33,000 followers on LinkedIn and a fast-growing coaching business that features her exclusive breadth framework. Annie joins us today to chat about her journey from corporate and how her breadth framework can help all of us. Welcome to the podcast, Annie. Did I did I miss anything? Thanks for having me, Brett. I appreciate it. This is like the perfect title for me. I am totally the corporate escapee. So this is exactly right. We're right There's on There's a lot of us that I didn't realize it was funny when I was doing the podcast and more and more guests that were coming on, the, the, the common denominator was they had been in corporate for 10, 15, 20 years sometimes, and then just found a path. And, you know, I think what the other thing I'm seeing is folks that don't leave corporate think they have to create Google or Facebook or, you know, a billion dollar unicorn. And that's just not the case. So. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, there's just, I was talking to my sister this morning and she was telling me about her good friend who just can't stand his job and left his job. And I'm like, I think maybe it's not for everybody, but like, I was not full and fulfilled and happy until I went on my own. I just, and it's, and it's hard. It's not easy, but I had to escape, as you say, to get to a place where I could be working for myself and do it on my own to really be fulfilled. Isn't that so true? And I guess, you know, I had a couple of starts and stops throughout my 30 year career where I went, you know, solo. One was like a, um, a cafe business, right? We had a small chain of bagel cafes, which I wouldn't call solo. And then, you know, a, a digital agency back in, in 2010. And it just was more a focus on starting a business than actually getting the solo aspect of it running. And, you know, the this last stretch through the last three years has really showed me that you can, right? It's It can be scary, but it's not as risky as you think, just based on what the economy is doing. You know, I tell people, man, if, if somebody's paying you to do a job, you have the skills and the experience to go solo. You just do. And it's yeah. just more maybe it's mindset true. and some other things. And definitely want to get. It's mindset. And it's, and it's you know, it really is. It's mindset, how you think of yourself, your perception, your perspective, and your support system. Yes. The support system, I think, is an underappreciated aspect. We can't really do this alone. I joke that we need escape teams, right? <laughs> and, it, and it's yeah. not the people that are telling you, you're an idiot for doing this. Why would you walk away from corporate? And yeah, I'm like, to your point, it, you weren't fulfilled. You know, I think there is a lot of things we, everybody's got a different, it was the other thing that's been interesting about this process when I kind of switched the focus to, to hear from folks why they did it. I thought not 90% will t- would tell me it's the financial and quite honestly, it's probably the other way around. It's all the other, it's the balance of that financial is still important, right? You got to live, you got to pay your bills and give you, but it sure. was just more taking back, you know, the control and the freedom you know, that, that it brought. And the ownership of you and your life. I get up every day. Yes. For my kids. Right. But like my other purpose, my meaning for being here is absolutely to impact executives lives and help them make more impact as leaders. Like that's why I'm here. I know it like I'm breathing right now. Like that's how sure I am that that's my life's mission. So I don't know that I could do that for anybody else. It's it's mine. It's my baby. That is so true, right? It is. Yeah, I get up every morning early, and I I look forward to getting seven days a week. I'm getting up early to to work on this. And right, in corporate world, I don't know if I ever got up really thinking this is going to be a great day. No, this is going to be a day. And it, and and the thing is, Brett, too, like 
you get out of it what you put into it with this. You know, like if I don't work, I'm not making money. I'm not healing. I'm not making impact. I'm not helping others. Like, and nobody's going to tell me that I have to. Right. It's all, it's on me every day. Exactly. Yeah. So let's, I want to dig into that further, but I want to kind of go back to when you said you weren't, you realized you weren't fulfilled and kind of talk about what you were doing when you got to that breaking point of, all right, I'm going to go solo. And, and how did you approach it? I'm sure it was you know, scary. Maybe not. Maybe you just got to the point where he's like, I'm not, I'm just going, I don't care. Right. So kind of walk us through. No, no. Mind. So it's, it's an interesting story. You have to go back to before I went solo, you have to go back to 2014 when, uh, and, and 2015, when I was like at my lowest low, I was getting a divorce. I was signing my divorce papers uh, and I'm in an auto body shop where the notary was because that's where we had to sign our papers. Right. And I'm like looking around, like, I can't believe this is what I have a two and a half and four and a half year old. I can't believe this is where life is right now. I'd been working in pharma for years in corporate um, and starting to feel like, you know, like I didn't have a voice, like I was just a number, but point being, I was at a really low, low in all parts of my life. And I look over on the wall and I see this Ralph Waldo Emerson poem randomly at an auto, like how, fate is this, right? And it says something about breath. And I think to myself, and this is such a turning point in my life. I think to myself, you can take everything from me, but you can't take my breath. That's mine. And I turned around and I went to a tattoo shop in Philly and I got breath tattooed on me. And it was like my first tattoo, it was like, you know, super special and it was really empowering. And I just decided, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to stay in corporate. I'm going to claw my way back into this right mindset. Took me a couple of years. And then I decided I've had enough. And what I did was first, I left corporate and I went back to get my executive MBA. So I was 40. So this was about almost five years ago. And I went back to school after not having been in school for 20 some years, right? And in the 20 month program, I had been coaching a lot of the people in the cohort. And these are all fellow executives. It's not like you're 22, you know, graduated college and just, these are all people that have been working and in corporate and working for themselves for years. So I was with, you know, my peers and they're like, Annie, you need to be a coach. Like this is your destiny. And I, I had never really thought about it, but it really made sense with the things that I'm good at and leaning into my strengths, which is a huge thing I focus on in coaching. But um, point being, I started the coaching business while I was in school and it started to build on LinkedIn, my following. And um, I knew I needed to, to not just be any coach. I needed to coach people using a modality that I could relate to, that they could relate to in my journey. So I thought of the breath framework. So breath is an acronym. So that's why I told you the breath story. Breath is an acronym for B is for begin where you are. R is reclaim your power. E is excavate your core values. A is allow. T is through and H is heal. And I take people on a curriculum from their begin to their heal. And when I say heal, I mean a place where I ended up because through this work, once I excavated my core values, once I sat in all my discomfort, once I got through and allowed some of the, the things that were being controlled to not control anymore, let go of the reins a little bit, all those things, all those steps, I found a place of fulfillment and wholeness and freedom. Personal freedom was so big for me. I didn't realize that you know freedom was, was my overarching core value. This is something that 
is woven into the fabric of my being that I need my authenticity and my freedom. So I'm now teaching people and coaching them and guiding them in ways to reflect exactly and mirror what I did in my life. So it's a, it's an experience of, you know, having my MBA and, and having my coaching certificate and yeah, knowing how to run a business, right? But it's also my personal development side and the stuff that I've been through that helps me to sort of mesh that personal and professional development piece. Yeah, for I love that story. And once you said, you saw the the quote, I'm like, I know where she's going, but that's so cool that that yeah. kind of became the the foundation for not just your business, but life, right? This is so life. good. Yep. I, I love that. And you had also mentioned that you had started and, you know, I think you, you, you kind of made it a throw it away, throw away line and looking at, you've got 33,000 followers on LinkedIn, which is, which is fantastic. You know, how, I think that's, I still get hung up with it, right? I'm like, you read everybody and they tell you what you need to do. And the, the fact is I heard a quote on a podcast the other day that the, last, the thing you got to remember is it's, it's me o'clock, which is kind of a silly thing, but at the end of the day, post what you want, right? It, it's your value. You can't, try to find a formula. We always want that perfect formula, the perfect piece of content, the perfect thing. Sure. And so if we go back to your journey when you were just starting with LinkedIn and you grew your following, I mean, most of us are like, how the hell did you do that? <laughs> right? So, yeah, uh, I totally understand. Um, so I, what I did, Brad, and my advice to everybody that asks me that is, you know, I just my based my entire brand on me, which is authenticity. So I showed up as me and I got pretty personal. And I, I also, you know, I post about professional things, but I, I, I really, I have to tell you the most engagement and the most following that I've gotten is based on my personal life. Like I share about my kids, share about that. I, we just had to put our dog to sleep. I share about my, you know, not really love life, but like the things that I've been through where I've loved, had heartbreak, fallen in love, you know, all those things. And I, people want to know yeah. because it all ties back to my values. It all ties back to my authenticity and who I am. And that's what gets you engagement. That's what gets you following. It's not, and I can see in my posts, if I go on a total corporate run post, I'm never going to get anywhere near the attention or engagement that I get when I talk about my life. People want to know who you are. So my first piece of advice to everybody that's like, I have 3,000 followers. Like, how did you get to 34? You know, like, what are you, What have you been doing? And I was like, I'm just me. Yeah. Like, I just show up as me. And that's what people want. And then I see the people that I watch and the people that I follow. And I just want to hear about their lives. It's all tied in right. together, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Like, it it all goes back to values. It all goes back to my company is based on values. I mean, our, our values are love, freedom, perseverance, trust, and truth. They're my personal core values as well. And that's what I base my company on. So it's all woven yeah, in together. I think it makes so much sense. And it's interesting when you talk about like, because I did have you know somebody helping me with some of my content and it was really in my voice in the sense of how I want to help or thoughts on how to do it. But then when I look back through my stats, the ones where I actually had a stream of conscious in the morning and write a post always do like five times better than anything that yeah. I pre-structure. So I'm trying to find that balance of, as I think of something, write it down because I can't do, it'd be too hard to post that content every morning without doing some of it in advance. But I, I did, I am yeah. I, kind of bracing it for the start of this year that, right. Well, you can't put the link in the LinkedIn post. Cause it'll, I'm like, you know what? It's easier for folks to get to, I'm putting the link in the LinkedIn post. 
Yeah. And, and, and if it's, if it is exposed less because of the algorithm or whatever, then it so is weird. what it is. Like just do what's going to make the reader have an easier time. I understand. Yeah. That. No. And I, I love, and you don't really sell at all in your LinkedIn posts, right? At least very rarely. No, I mean, people know I'm an executive coach. They definitely know that. And I talk about my clients and the interactions between us, but I'm not, look, I'm no, I don't, maybe I should be selling more. I, I don't know. Um, but it's just one avenue, yeah. you know, like I'm not going to go out there. People definitely don't want to see you out there selling your services all the time. They want to know right. who you are when people, tr people buy from who they trust and who they know. Right. So let them get to know me. And then we can talk about what yeah, I do. And if they don't like it, then it's probably not going to be a good fit from a then business okay standpoint too. anyway. Right. No, I think that that's such, yeah. such great advice. So all right, so let's go back. I want to still dig in in this transition of your journey because I think that's where people still get hung up. That are, all right, because the the tagline I've been using a lot lately, and I truly believe this, which is actually kind of becoming the core, is it's easier to find your first customer than your next job. And I think if we can get people just to think about how how did how did Annie get her first you get corporate you, you develop this coaching program while you're in an MBA program, which is great, yeah. and we all develop our offerings. But then the rubber hits the road and we've got to ask somebody or connect with somebody to get that that first customer. I'm curious how you approach that, maybe how that's evolved in the years. I'll tell you exactly how I did it. Um, LinkedIn. First of all, I'll tell you that 80% of my business comes from Makes LinkedIn. Sense. That's number one. Number two, I put myself out there and I did a ton of free consults. So I put, I advertised like in my LinkedIn posts. This is what I want to do. I want to help. And I started with that soul center sort of, I've evolved, you know, I started with that whole, I was more of an individual coach, less of corporate. And I was starting trying to get people to help them get to their soul center, which is that place of freedom and fulfillment. Um, I've got, I've gotten away from that verbiage because I've moved so much more into corporate, but I, I gave away hours and hours of my time because it's what developed relationships and trust. And then people started to sign on and I got really, I don't want to say lucky because I had to put in the work, but a couple of really important um, C-suite executives found me on LinkedIn and started to really follow my message. I was doing podcasts. I was doing lives. I was just always on. That was my playground, right? right. right? Like people knew I was there. I didn't worry about being in too much in your face too much. I'm here. Here I am. If you don't like me, exactly. unfollow me. Yeah, right? yeah. So I, I had a couple people that's, that really believed in me in the beginning in this breath framework and what I created. And that spun out into more corporate, like the more corporate world. And then I, I've gotten so many internal referrals. And then I just, I don't really do complimentary consults anymore. Like I don't really advertise for them anymore. Will I give anybody a consult for half an hour? Right. Of course. Let's talk. Let's see where you are. If you're not right for me, if I'm not right for you, that's fine. I think starting off, you know, there's so many mixed um, directions that people give, like don't ever give away your services for free. I'm not giving away my services for free when I'm sitting and talking with you and learning who you are and seeing if we're a match. That's how you meet right. people. So I set up tons of meetings. And I still set up tons of meetings. This is part of how I'm scaling. So it never really changes. The roots of it are all the same. The, the truth is you got to put yourself out there. Yeah. And, and the beauty of it is if you're going solo is you don't need a million people to, to grow a nice business, right? It's, 
No. You don't have to. And things evolve, Brett. Like I remember I started as a, as like, I was really into one-to-one coaching. That's what I was doing. And then I realized like, there's this gap in corporate America where I was. I realized I needed to be coaching who I was instead of just this individual soul center coaching. So that's when I shifted. And I said, it's these executives that like, they're not able to lead the way they want to. They're not making the, the impact that they're, that they want to make. They are not free. They don't have a voice. They feel, you know, stifled. They feel like, you know, I've been in this job for so long and I've been working my way up the ladder, but I'm not happy. That's where I was. So that's who I'm coaching. So it evolved over the past few years. And it probably still will. And that's what I I tell people just because we're, I encourage people and I use my journey, right? So when I left the last time, left management consulting and started consulting, basically doing what I was doing for the management consulting firm, but doing now on my own. And, you know, after about a year of that, realized, man, I don't, I don't like doing this anymore, right? It's just, it's just not yeah, where I want. It's just not where I want right. to be. Right? And so I moved into more of a fractional type of an offering, right? We're fractional chief revenue officer, chief staff for, for smaller companies. And that's much better because I can leverage some of my strategy. There's some tactical, but then now it's starting to evolve more into what I'm doing with the corporate escapee is into the the coaching world, because I think that's where I can have more impact. And so I think you need to, when you're doing these things and going off on your own and figuring out your offering and figuring out how you want to present yourself and how you want to couch what your skills are and your strengths you have to be adaptable and you have to be open-minded and willing, right? Like you can't just be like, this is what I offer and that's it. And people don't want it. They don't, you're not going to grow. You have to change as your business, as you grow and evolve and you have to be open and listen to what people need. It's all about finding people's pain points, right? We all know that about sales. What's their pain? So, you know, I have found this nice little niche in people that are unhappy. They're stuck. They're unfulfilled. They're like, you know, why is my team not listening to me? Why is our productivity down? Why is everybody fighting? You know, like th- those are the teams and the leaders that I'm talking to and I'm coaching, but I had to, fo- I had to grow right. into that. So having that open mind that I had and that flexibility, which I wasn't always as open and flexible. <laughs> Sometimes I was like, but maybe I want to stick to my guns. Maybe I want to do just this and I'm not going to let other people, but you got to listen to people. And that's what they were telling me their pains were. So that's how I adapted yeah, my business. No, yeah. and I love, and you're going to figure out what you really like to do, right? I mean, you just can't fast forward. I can't go from 30 years corporate to, you know, executive coach that does nothing but one to many, right? Maybe you can make that happen, but I would say that's not the a realistic path. There's leverage your exp- expertise experience for companies that need it. Figure out if you like it. Because uh, I think too, the other thing I've seen is folks that, hey, I've got a skill set, but now I'm just subcontracting for a company. I'm making less money. I'm working more hours. I'm like, well, that's not the desired path, right? There's there's ways right. to do it. And you know, the other thing I love what you talk about is is that balance. And the thing I talk a lot about is the three Fs. And I wish I could take credit for it. It's probably modified from wherever I saw it originally. But you know, freedom, flexibility, and then financial. And it's, it's finding that, that life's just too damn short to not find that, that balance. And I think at least me, and it sounds like you for a while just accepted, oh yeah, I've got that hour and a half commute each way. And I'm doing this job where I only work for about 45 minutes a day because I'm in meetings that make no sense and people are stopping yeah. by and all these other. And, and, and on a personal note, I want to take my kids to school and I want to pick them up from school. Yeah. 
So I can do that with my schedule and it's, and I fit everything else in before, after, in between, but like, these are my priorities, you know, like I want my kids to remember that I got up and had breakfast with them. I don't want them. I don't want them with somebody. And by all means, I don't, I'm not coming down on anyone that has yeah, help, right, right. you know, I, we, but, and you know, I want that. Those are my values. That's what's important to me. I want them to remember that I had breakfast and took them to school. And then I picked them up from school. That's important to me. And it's all about figuring out, like you said, what matters to you and what you're good at, and then turning that into a living. Yeah, no, it's so true. And there's, there's a story back, man, this is probably middle of my corporate career in one of our companies. I think it was like, Oh, not, so it was 13 years ago when the financial crisis hit. And, um, my girls at the time were middle school, junior high age, but so I was home for like three months in between jobs. And I swear to God, for three years, they talk about, remember when you were home for that summer? And it was just, I'm like, oh man, you, you're right. What the hell have I been doing? Just, I mean, I, I'm not. The impact that yes. it made. And and I know not everybody wanted to do that, but if I would have figured that out sooner, but like I said, I'm, I don't look backwards. It just it doesn't make any sense. So I'm like, yeah, if I could have done this 10 years ago. That would have been awesome. But maybe I wasn't ready. Yeah, but that's not where you it, are. That's, a, that's okay. You just have to move forward, like 100%. you said. 100%. And you're actually maybe a good per – well, I know you're a good person to talk about this a little off where I was going. But I think with you working with executives and one of the, I did a solo episode the other day just on the future of work, right, and distributed workforces and work from home. And how that opens up for solo, right? Because, hey, you know, stupid corporate rules say, hey, we can't hire a full-time headcount, but I still have budget for consultants, which makes no sense to me. But yeah. but, but I think in the world, how you coach, I think the people that like and want to be in corporate now may have some more flexibility and freedom based on the world. Just curious, where do you see the corporate world heading? You know, what is the... That, that I mean, future work is kind of cliche, but I'm just kind of curious how you're seeing this evolve real time with the, the folks you work with. Well, I don't think we're going to go to this all work from home atmosphere. I think certain people need to be in the office. I do. Do I think there should be flexibility around that? Absolutely. I don't think it should be a, I also happen to be a really big fan of a four day work week. I don't think that we need to work eight to six Monday through Friday. I don't think that's when people get the most done. I think there's a lot of BS. Like you said, the commute, the meetings that are unnecessary, like people are, it's, it's proven people are more productive from home. Most, not everybody, you know, there's also a lot of distractions. You have to be pretty driven and pretty focused when you're at home. Um, It's easy to run out to the post office and then you're in traffic from two to three when you could have been doing sales calls. Right. But it's all about, like you said, the word balance, that's such an important balance, but giving people freedom to decide, you know, maybe half and half, but I think seeing people, this is really hard about my business, not having camaraderie with people, and not having that hustle and bustle of being in an office is yeah. hard. I miss that. But I love what I do so much that I make it work. And I do have this really amazing, almost like a so many friendships on LinkedIn that I feel like I'm in an office sometimes. Like I called it my playground, but it's also my right. office. Um, so, but, but the future of work, I think it's going to depend on, you know, is Elon Musk doing it right? Where he's like, you have to be, no, I don't think he's doing it right. But are, are companies that are you know, strictly work from home now, I think it's going to, it's going to be, you know, company to company. It's going to depend on finding that balance for that company. And I think it goes back to what you had said about values, right? What is the value of this company? And Hey, we value having people in, in office 
build flexibility and go find those people. Cause you're right. There are folks that that's exactly what they want. They crave, they do better in those environments versus forcing yep. somebody that can operate remotely and wants to work for a company that's remote and values output in those things. So I think, I think you're right. I was on the, I think a lot of it is going remote. Um, and I think it is, but the, again, it comes back to balance and flexibility and allowing people to live their lives and don't make them drive 90 minutes each way for a job that they Exactly. They and then you're able to do what you need to with your kids if you want to, or your spouse or your partner or whomever, or the things that you want to work out. You didn't get to used to do that because you were driving to work and all those things. There's And, and that makes you better mentally and physically. You're in a better space. You have a better mindset. So you're a better worker and you're more productive and you're, you know, better and you're, with your kids, and better so, with your family. Yeah. It's just yeah, right. 100%. I, the one thing I always, the one thing I tell my my three girls is, man, just don't go through the motions. Like life is too short to go through the motions. If you're in a corporate job that you don't like, you're not find something that does give you that, that passion keeps you motivated, but just checking the box day in and day out, man. And all of a sudden you're going to be 30, you're going to be 40, you're going to be 50. And you're like, where'd that time go? Yeah. So this is what, I don't know if you can see this, but this is oh, what, yeah. this is what matters to me. That's freedom, right? Because that, and I look down at that all the time and I see, what's on my skin that I've put in there for, that's going to be there forever. And that's so important to people and they don't realize it, that they're yearning for this freedom to be who they really yeah. are. That's, that's my biggest, I would say, goal is to help people find out who they really are so they can have personal that's freedom. That's awesome. And it's so true, right? I didn't realize that that until, again, it's been a journey for me, but it's been a self-discovered journey, right? I, I left corporate sure. Management consulting because I realized, you know, I was a lot of time sourcing the deals, selling the deals, and then delivering on the deals, and I'm oversimplifying. But then realizing what they were billing me out at was, you know, only I was only getting half of what I was being billed out. I'm like, well, why do I need? So my motivation wasn't necessarily the the freedom part. I didn't realize how much I enjoyed that until I got out. <laughs> yep. You didn't know. I didn't know either. I didn't know like, what, what, what am I searching for? And why am I, why do I feel like such a number? And I'm so voiceless. What am I looking for? It was freedom. Yeah. You have to think about what freedom really means, what personal freedom really brings to you. It's not just flexibility, freedom to be you, to be authentically you is the best thing in the world. Yeah, I mean, what is more fulfilling than that? Yeah. And it, it's funny. It can be the little things like I've adapted the the no asshole policy, right? So even though I'm network, if I don't like you or I, I've heard even won't network with people and I definitely won't connect people that I don't necessarily like or agree with. I'm always open to meet new people and learn. But like you said, it's back to that freedom and the flexibility to work with who I want to work with. And man, I want to work with positive people, right? That I don't have time for the, and I don't want to right? convince you to be positive, right? If you can't, that, that's tough, right? No. It's Talk about life being too short. Yeah. Life is too short for that stuff. Like, I don't have time for that. You know, if you're not going to bring positivity to my life, I'm certainly going to bring positivity to yours. So if we're not like, if it's not mutually beneficial, have a great life. Yeah. You know, that's awesome. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy. But if it's not, you know, something that makes me feel full and happy and good about myself, I don't want it. 100%. I, you know, my wife gives me a hard time sometimes because she's like, well, if you're an optimist, you're not a realist. I'm like, that's not true. I mean, I can be, I, I always see it half full, but then realistic that, hey, this, this career path or this thing isn't going to work. So I'm realistic about where, where it's going. And I haven't had 
Realistic optimism. Exactly. That's and you, I haven't tattooed it on me, but you know, stay positive, man. <laughs> I like staying positive. Yeah. <laughs> That's my reminder. I'm like, all right, I'm not. One day you'll get there, Brett, where you're just like, I'm just gonna tat this on me and forget it. I have, um, I have truth. I have love freedom and breath. And those are my, that's it for me. But those are the things that I want to bring into my everyday world that I want to have. That's, that's embedded. That's, you know, engraved in my skin, right? Like that's forever. And those are the things I always want to keep with me. Um, so that I can remember who I am and be authentic. That's awesome. The one, one word I've been bringing in more, um, recently, which I think better describes me is curious. Right. Because people talk about empathy or curiosity. And I think over the last, again, since leaving corporate, I've become much more curious. Starting a podcast, right? I had no idea what the hell a podcast was. But but being generally curious to learn and understand, you know, am I huge into crypto? No, but I'm curious to see where it goes. AI and these things, curious, right? Conversations with you, curious how you started and built this business. And I don't yeah. think you can do that unless you truly are. Right? You I don't think you can create curiosity. And I think the smartest people are curious. I mean, you're. I've always that word sticks out to me because I talk to a lot of my executives that I coach about curiosity. It's like in, when when you're talking to people, when you're communicating with people, when you're leading and impacting others, go into it with a curious mind instead of you did this or why don't you do this or I want you to do this. It's more like talk to me about what do you think about this. What are your thoughts on that? Go in with a curious mind and the communication gets a lot more clear. Yeah. Be curious, not judgmental, right? (laughs) What else am I missing, you know, that you'd share, that you work with folks and as part of your journey? Like you said, it's not the other, I'm going to get your perspective on this. The other thing, people think it's scary and they're going to be on a tight, tight rope when they walk and they think they're going across the Grand Canyon or two skyscrapers. And I tell people, no, you're probably more like, a foot and a half off the ground, right? If you fall, yeah. you're going to, Hey, you can get jump. You can go back into the corporate world. People will be hiring and it's not, I don't want people to go in half, half assed, right? Because you, if you're going to, I mean, I'm not saying you don't, if you want to do a side project and get some consulting work, hundred percent, that makes you feel better, but don't think that, you know, you're raising a million dollars and starting a company that. Yeah. And, and the other thing too, my other advice for a corporate escapee is like, be a sponge. Talk about curiosity. Be a sponge. Talk to as many people as you can. That's how Brett and I met. Like, just talk to people, and you never know what's going to come out of the relationship. So, always be open to giving, and be and receiving advice because people want to help other people. Genuinely, that's what I have found. And you know, and and then and you don't have to do everything at once. Take your time. Like, I'm not I'm not in a rush. I'm I'm growing and scaling, but I'm not in. I don't need to do everything in 30 days. You know, like you and you see all these people come. I don't know about you, but like I am just crushed with. We want to do SEO for you. We want to do this for you. We want to do this. I mean, it is like I don't it's parsing through that is one of my biggest like pet peeves because I just everybody wants to help, but at the same time you have to be able to figure out who's best for you. So take your time, do your homework, talk to people, learn about what they do, talk to people who have started their businesses that have been successful, do an accelerator program. Like these are the ways that you become better at what you do. That's my advice. You don't have to jump into it and make a gajillion dollars at first. You're going to have a little bit of an, of a learning curve. 
That's normal. Yeah, 100% right. Yeah, and I'm starting to see these different groups, like fractional groups now. It used to be fractional was only for chief marketing officers or these, but now you're, you can almost fractionalize anything. So those groups are up, just joined a fractional group this morning. So I'm curious to see nice. who and what's in there. To your point on either volunteering or mentoring, right? If you've been in a space for a long time, you can share your your insights. I think that's where we met through... Um, through the Get Shit Done Accelerator. Exactly. And just, again, yeah. learning. And I have such an appreciation for folks. And now sometimes those are younger folks that are starting companies with maybe not a ton of experience. And, and that's where my passion comes back to that said, look, if you've been doing this for 15, 10, 15, 20 years, you've got more experience and knowledge than a lot of the people that have started these companies that are doing really well and built the lives that they want without your expertise. So how do we take your expertise, share it with the world in a way that you, you want to yep. do it? And once we have those conversations, we're like, oh shit, yeah, that makes that makes sense. Right. And so yeah, don't get hung up. The other advice I tell don't get hung up on the details. Right. Well, I need the perfect website. I need the perfect company name. No, you, that'll you come. That'll come. It'll come. It'll, it will, it will, it will turn out how it's supposed to turn out. Take your time. It don't rush. Cause I did my website wrong. At first. I did all those 100%. mistakes. Yeah. You know, I did, my, I did it wrong at first. I did this. I didn't have the right offer. I did all the things. I did all of it. I spent the money in the wrong places. I mean, just take your time. And the time. name will change everything. I mean, folks have been following this podcast for almost three years. have known this is the, the fourth name change and I went through a stage. It was, I was transitioning. I'm like, oh, this makes sense. But it didn't, but you know what? Made the change again and it's okay. <laughs> right? We're always evolving. If you weren't evolving and you stayed stuck, that's where you'd be. You'd be stuck yeah. there. You have to evolve with the people and evolve with your ideas and evolve with yourself as you grow. Your company grows. Yeah. And I'm guessing you don't. I mean, I've been guilty of chasing shiny objects in the past. So I'm really trying to be better and thinking through where and how to, to spend the energy. How about you? Has your... Yeah vision change working with a strategist really helps me with that because i do i do get excited about stuff and then run after it it's just 100%. my human nature you know um but um but i have somebody to kind of keep me in line so i you know i work with somebody who looks at my business holistically and from up here and kind of says like that's do that in in 6 months don't don't spend your time this doesn't make sense do this shelf the course for now that's not where you're you're real bigger business is headed. Do this and focus on this and your and your relationship management program and all the things I'm working on, yeah. right? Like let like for me, I have 34,000 followers. Like how am I capitalizing on that? Like what am I that's great. Those are fun numbers, but what does that right. mean? Is yeah, it, you you're know, right. and most of I think it's like 80% of your business comes from your network. Like you know, some statistic like that. So like, how am I utilizing and capitalizing what I've grown? That's great that I've grown it. Awesome. But like, okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what do I do with it? You know, and that's low hanging fruit. So, and then we talked about, you know, do you go on and you sell yourself? I don't really sell myself. You know, my pitch is more understated and it's more conversational and it's more in a private consult than to everybody. Right. Same. So, you know, everybody, you have to find your way. And, and, and you time. will, right. And people will find you if you stay on message and, and do those. Don't give up. Also, LinkedIn is my baby. Like that is my platform. I have a personal Facebook that I'm never on. I have a personal Instagram. Um, but LinkedIn Focus. That is one piece of advice. Like all these marketing companies will come after you and say, we'll do all of your social media for you. More power to you if you can do that. But like focusing on one for me has really brought me a lot of business. I just, I don't have the time or energy to be on all these platforms. Maybe when I'm, you know, 
not bootstrapped, (laughs) you know, but I mean, I've done this all myself. I didn't have any investors. I didn't have, you know, any capital. I've done this all from my own savings account, which, you know, so it, 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 it's hard, but it's all mine. I don't have to share with anybody. It's mine. Every sale that I make, everything that I close is mine. And then I can do with it. I can chase that shiny object (laughs) if I want. Well, and I think it's such a, maybe this is a great closing point too, is, you know, um, you can build a seven-figure business if the money is with a solo business now, nowadays, right? There's, again, VAs that can do some of the non-value-added tasks that you need if you hate doing your books and those types of things. Or, you know, I tried, I experimented with some social and some content, but at the end of the day, it still wasn't in my, my necessarily my true voice. See, that's the thing, Brett. I have to say, like, and I don't want to, I don't want to poo-poo anybody else's plan if this is working for you, right? But like, I can't have somebody else write my posts for me. It's not my voice and my authentic piece of who I am and what I bring. That's what I bring. Like the, the, the thing that I bring the most is people go, you are real. How can I go ahead and turn around and have somebody write my posts for me? And I post every day, six days a week. How can I do that? It just doesn't feel authentic to me. And I'm not saying it's for many, it may be for many people, but with what I do and what my brand is, yeah. I'm just not you know, there. it's it's interesting because I've started connecting the dots because when I first went into the, the solo world, it was really to work with companies between one and 10 million, right? So how do you get people that had a good idea, got some business, but just can't execute to get to the next level. And one of the things that I found was there's, if you can leverage your network and extend your network, right? That's, that's where the gold is. But then when you have to start connecting with people that don't know you or know your brand, that's when maybe you get some outside help to help you craft and reach. But man, until you exactly. get to that point, I think you, you, you're spot on. If you want to have somebody edit your videos, that's fine. But uh, well, please, I mean, yeah, I don't know how to do anything technical. Technical, like that's my biggest, you know, handicap is I'm just like I don't, yeah. you know, I can post a picture, that's and people it. are okay with it. Like I said, it's you know the, the the podcast and the videos. The more it's it's human, the more people care. Now you can't be so low end at quality, but again, to your, I think authenticity yeah, no, is the word I mean, you've used, and I I love that because I think that's so true, and I need to start using that more and use it as the guide. Right, it comes back: is this me? Is this truly who I am? Is this me? Am I? Because you're not going to be successful if you're not using your strengths and and leaning into who you are as a yeah. person. You're just, or you might be successful monetarily, but you're not going to be successful in your soul. And wouldn't that be hard, right? If you're 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 you know, created persona that you're not, that means you've always got to be on and doing it. If you're yourself, you're just going to be yourself, the good, the bad. You're just going to be you. Exactly. It's like, it's like when somebody says, you know, when you tell the truth, you don't have to remember a thing. Right. Right. It's, that's exactly right. Like I just get on there and I tell the truth. And so I'm not making up stuff. I'm not putting on a front. So it's not hard. And it were, it's working, man. I see the engagement and the people that resonate. And and, because I think there's more people, right. We're, we all like the social media aspect is all it you only show the glimpses of the good stuff and people like, Oh, that's nice. Check, check, check. Don't believe it. Check. Yeah. check. But the people that are actually honest yeah. about it, I think, you know, it goes on and there's not that many people that are doing it. So it's not like it's so noisy that you're going to have to cut through it. So a great advice, be yourself, you know, get the momentum and then, you know, see where, see where it goes. So, well, I would definitely want to be Absolutely. respectful of your time. And I thank you for, for joining us because I thought I've been, like I said, I've been looking forward to this conversation because I think, right, it's, a, it's interesting. You bring a, a unique perspective. 
but people can learn from what you're doing, right? It doesn't have to be, you know, rocket science, but it be you. So anyway, I I appreciate the time. So if folks want to learn more, definitely going to put in the show notes, what's the best way to connect with you? LinkedIn, I'm guessing. Yeah, so my website, annielieb.com and shoot me a message. It's just annie at annielieb.com. Shoot me a message. Let's talk. Shoot me a message on LinkedIn, which is where most of my people find me. Um, and take a look at what I do and see if you have some interest and let's talk. And if you have questions, if you want to know more about how I've done this or want to know more about what I can do and how I can impact you and your team. And you need another positive person in your network, in your life, then Annie's your person. So (laughs) thanks. All right. Thanks again. Have a great rest of your day and we'll, we'll catch up with you in the not too distant future.